Hello everybody and welcome to Overtime, your weekly source for all things Overwatch. I'm your host Jacob Hujik and with me today is Taylor Severn. I just realized we are starting very late from when we wanted to start. Yes, I needed to eat. All I had today was a bagel. I really should have taken that time to also eat. <laughs> I've been going off mints for a little bit now. I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> it's retrospect, so you know. <laughs> we'll be pressing on hunger or fullness because uh, we have a bunch of stuff to go over today so today we'll be covering did over we mention that this is overtime and overwatch podcast we did we did mention that okay good because <laughs> we're here to talk about overwatch guys we sure are just like every week and this Slow week we're going to be discussing the overtime world cup teams have been announced um some Jeff Kaplan blue posts from the forums. And we will discuss the Sombra ARG. And in our hero discussion, we'll be touching on May. So, first piece of news is Kaplan has announced that there will be no patch today. We're recording on Tuesday, August 30th. Um, most of you will be listening the day after. Uh, so hopefully the uh, game has updated by then, but we don't have a solid date on when it will actually be updated. They said soon, but no actual date. Um, usually they uh, uh, patch... Anything that happens on the PTR happens the week after onto the live game. So far, it's still only on the PTR, which is the uh, several changes that we went over last week and the new map. Well, th this is uh, quite a different PTR from what's usual happens, because there's new content, essentially on the PTR right now. True, as opposed to just hot fixes and patches and stuff like that. Well, hot fix they don't really need to put on the PTR, but yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I meant like character changes, buffs, nerfs, that kind of stuff. Bug fixes. And those are some pretty hot fixes. Am I right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Slow news day. Funny, I get it. Uh, yeah. But, what? uh, we do have some news. Like, the Overwatch World Cup teams have been announced, so if you guys remember, they were going to hold a World Cup, and we got to vote on who we wanted to represent each country, and the teams have been gathered, and they're going to fight now. Yeah. With fisticuffs, I imagine. So the list of teams participating is quite long. I believe, if memory serves, there are 88 different country-slash-teams um, participating. Over 3 million votes. And uh, let's just briefly go over Team Canada, shall we? Uh, we've got such big names as Surefor, who I actually do know, Wiz, and Huck, which I believe... I think Huck might be uh, the ex-StarCraft player. I would love to confirm, but I have no way of doing so. And Wiz is a former Heroes player. Um, I don't know if he... If that's the same whiz, but I'm going to believe it is. I'm going to assume it is. And the, the rest of the Canadian team is Poke, Id, and Logan DeBeast. Um, now, for Team USA, just for those of you who are curious, uh, the team captain is Siegel, potentially one of the best players in America at uh, Overwatch. Which is surprising because he's a bird. Yeah, it is very, very impressive. Uh, I can see why he has such a following, considering he is the first um, major player 
that is also a bird for esports. It's very exciting. Um, rounding out the human portion of the team is Stir, Tailspin, Adam, Gods, and Mesr. Is how I'm going to choose to say those names. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty exciting that we we have all those votes um, tabulated. Hopefully, you guys voted. I didn't have a chance to. <laughs> um, I would have probably voted for Sure Four, as he was the only one who I had assumed was Canadian. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. I, I want to see these guys at uh, at BlizzCon. Well, we know Canada is making it to BlizzCon. Yes, for for sure. But uh, the other countries will have to go through uh, bracket stages. Do you know if uh, Canada and U.S. and the other for sure teams are participating in the bracket stages? I'm. I think they are. Which would be interesting if they don't do so well. They they need to flex their muscles, do some intimidation, be strong out at the gate. I almost feel like they might not pit them up in group stages, um, or rather uh, qualifying uh, stages, just so that they don't get stomped by, like, you know, Brazil or, or, or some country you wouldn't expect to, and just be like, and now for the rematch in the actual BlizzCon, they just get crushed again. But maybe, I, I'm not sure. I, uh, I would love to find out. If anyone has any information, please send it my way. I'm sure it's made clear somewhere that we just haven't read. Listen, there's a lot. There's a lot here. Um, but yeah, I, I again, I'm excited to to see what they, uh, what happens in these games because I I really like the idea of the uh, regional kind of um, not camaraderie but regional rivalries showing up uh, in esports. I think that's something that's very very uh, desperately missing from esports because right now you can you kind of coalesce around individual players which is good um but not super good for teams or you're coalescing around individual teams which i find is much more rare like yeah team liquid and and, and team envious have fans in in their various different games that they're in but i feel like it doesn't inspire as much camaraderie as a nation or or a region so I uh, for, like for example like I just inherently because Canada is participating as a team, I am much more interested in, in this event as opposed to other esports tournaments. You you enjoy the bit of national flair? A little nationalism, yeah. I mean, we can get into discussions on as to how harmful or beneficial it, it can be, but uh, for esports, I think it is a motivating force for people people to watch a sport. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm glad that um, Blizzard is, is kind of accepting that to get Overwatch as an esport started. Whether they drop this in the future or if this is something they're going to continue on, uh, I'd like to see. But I mean, with uh, with Heroes, uh, one of the ways they kickstarted that whole scene was with Heroes of the Dorm way back when, and then the second one more recently. Uh, and that was based off of schools, which represented regions. And I found myself voting and watching for regions that were Canadian and near me when that was available. Um, you so you didn't it's... try to enter on your own uh, college? I wasn't in, in college back then. Uh, well, I guess maybe you should change that for Heroes of the Dawn 3. 
Yeah, I'll have to re-enroll, yes. Yeah. Um, all I'll, It's all a ploy to get into the pro scene. It's true, yeah, for heroes, not for Overwatch. Because as I learned this week while playing McCree, my aim sucks! <laughs> aim is only was half important in Overwatch. I, it's not that big of a deal. I actually forgot to start the show off with uh, how have your game's been going? Because I, I, I can definitely ramble off a little bit on that. Uh, I've been occupied with other things. Hmm, yes. A certain release. Um, uh, Masters of Orion is the game I definitely want to play. But, back on Overwatch, I was playing McCree a lot. I basically just ground out a week's well not a week's four days worth of mccree games nothing but mccree if i feel sorry for anyone who was on my team because like i literally said i'm sorry i'm picking mccree i need to learn mccree doesn't matter if the team comp doesn't match it up um <laughs> because i just needed to grind out those games and, and and try and get better at them and i realized that i just suck too much i inherently suck at aiming a gun mccree is not for me did you have like mccree quests to complete <laughs> Wrong game. No. Play ten nice. McCree games. Get gold. Get that'd be, that'd be awful. I don't even hammer use gold. gold. Jesus. I feel like the they don't want to introduce a system um, of rewards based on what hero you play into yeah. Overwatch because it would influence what character you're going to pick in a match. Yeah. Uh, which is something they definitely want to avoid, but. Uh, yeah, McCree, not for me, unfortunately. Which is a shame, because Cowboys are super cool. I love pistols. I just... Clint Eastwood, Eastwood is like an idol for me. But uh, no, I can't, I can't play McCree. It no. would only have been worse if you got his USA skin. It would have been. Because then I would still be playing him <laughs> and losing every game. You couldn't stop him from playing him you you could very easily stop him in game yes but i wouldn't be able to stop playing him you're right that skin is just so tremendously awful i love it and now you'll never get it ever and now i'll never get it but speaking of skins there was some news on that from jeff kaplan himself on the forums <coughs> excuse me on the forums um he said that we will be able in the future or rather they're working on on in the future implementing uh, a system where you can change your skin in a match. However, they want it to be only available during the team prep stage. So at, at the beginning when you guys are selecting your characters, if you want, you can also change your skin. Um, so yeah, is... I feel in-match is a bit not correct to say. It, it's uh, more at, at the be like before a match, the pre-match. The pre-match, yes. I just didn't want to say like in-game because obviously you could change your skin in-game. Um, but yeah, in, in the you imagine in, changing your skin out of game. They have like a mobile app to be well, to, to let you that, change your skins. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, the 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 over overskin app, and, and that's how Blizzard breaks into the mobile market. Uh, sorry, that is that is very different from Skinwatch, which I feel is probably <laughs> some someone's uh, personal Tumblr. And if it's not, you're welcome for the idea. Um. Yeah, I, I, the, the, I mean, I think the reason uh, for why they're not implementing this to be done mid-match um, is because, A, they kind of want you to just focus on the game while you're playing. Uh, they don't want you to, um, 
to to focus on like oh like, I, maybe I should change my skin while you guys are trying to push the payload or something. Um, but then I can't do like I'm normal mercy. But then I d die. Now I'm hell mercy because <laughs> I came back from the dead. See that as adorable as that would be. Oh, what you have to do is you have to coordinate with whoever you're playing, and uh, if you die as mercy, they have to jump off a cliff, and then they'll come back as um, hell mercy. What about Can mounts you... with no cliffs? Then I'm sorry, you can't go to hell. Actually, I'm thinking about it. I think every map has a cliff. I think so. Uh, actually, one one random thing I learned this week was that in pro play, in competitive play, or rather, sorry, in 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 pro play, um, a general strategy for the tanks, especially Reinhardt, is if your team gets killed, except for you, just walk off a cliff and respawn with them because fighting as a team is all that matters at that level of play. So if you're not with your team, just don't stagger your death timers, uh, kill yourself basically, and respawn with the team. I thought that was curious, but it makes sense to me. I'm glad I don't play at that level. Yes, that me too. boring and awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other reason that why they didn't want to implement this uh, change, uh, skin change mid-game, mid-match, um, is so that it doesn't lead to any confusion. Um, so that like the character you're fighting, even if it's still Mercy and, and fairly recognizable as Mercy, if one minute she's regular skin and one minute she's she's the Valkyrie skin and one minute she's the... Yeah, all, all of her skins every time you see them. Uh, especially if you could do it um, when you're not dead. Like if you Holy could just be shit. on the field changing your skin. <laughs> like that could get a little bit confusing. Um, so they've decided to let you do it, just not in the middle of a match. Which I think is perfectly fine. What about at the end of the match? <gasps> so on the score screen. It'll, it'll confuse the score screen. It's like, that That Mercy was never in this match. What, you, what happened to the other Mercy? Yeah, they, they don't want to avoid that confusion as well. Well, like, I mean, you could just change character at the end of the thing. I'm just like, that, you, they just have a Bastion. <laughs> I was going to say Why Bastion. Why is there a Bastion on the end of the screen? <laughs> Wait, they had a Bastion? No wonder we were dying so much. No. No, that's not Wait, true. the Bastion got to play the game as Pharaoh? What? <laughs> what? Man, Bastion's OP. Now she's shooting rockets. Oh, now Bastion is a she. Overpowered. Um, now, the second blue post from the forums, again from Jeff Kaplan, is that they are considering, not not planning on uh, not planning on implementing. They're they're considering the the possibility of having the one hero limit in quick play, not just competitive play. Um, they have heard really good things about the one hero limit in competitive. Uh, the community does seem to be loving it in general. Uh, we've had our discussions on it. And since Brandon's not here, I'll say thank God. For <laughs> yeah, you're right. I um, mostly don't care. Well, yeah, considering you didn't play competitive. And I, as someone who, who briefly touched competitive, I have to say... It helps with balance, so whatever. I'm pretty sure that's what we said last time. But now they want to introduce it in quick play. Um, or at least... They're being kind of vague with what they're saying here, but I think kind of what, they're, what they mean is that they would introduce another mode. So that it would be quick play, which is how it, how it is now. Competitive play, which is how it will be in the future. 
um, and an in-between mode where it's it's like competitive play. It has those same rules, uh, like sudden death, or not not sudden death, but like um, time banks and all those extra rules implemented on top of that, um, but without any ranking system at all. I think is what they're leaning towards, because if they introduce the one hero limit to quick play, I think that would be bad. Yeah, we um, just wouldn't be quick anymore. <laughs> uh, it would I know, like, all sense of urgency. And you you couldn't be all all Genjis, because then it really would be quick if it's everyone's Genjis, right? Because it's like we're in overtime, but quick, everyone get be tracers so you can get on the point. Can't and, do that anymore. Well, if this were to go live, um, yeah, I, that that's something I want in quick play. Just those like, you get into a game with your friends, and then all of a sudden, out of the gate pops six Hanzos or six Mays, and you're just like, what? And every now and then that could that could be frustrating, but also trying to 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 fight that team, that silly ridiculous team is hilarious and and makes you think more and like how do i counter this how do i counter this strategy it's 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 fun and it's something that i want to be there because i don't think it's super prevalent it just happens every now and then and if they took it out completely and didn't have a mode where that was possible i would be upset i yeah. know it's not always super fair or balanced and again sometimes it could be frustrating but i want that in the game i want and even getting away from the ridiculous, just being able to try out strategies where you have two or three or four of the same character. Um, or, or two pairs of the same character, or what have you. I, I, I think that's, that's fun and interesting and gives you some sort of creativity where, in a place where it doesn't count like quick play. So I hope they don't implement it. Yeah, it makes sense that they add like an unranked or draft mode. Yeah, yeah, something similar to, to, to that. Just like competitive mode without the competitive points. And at this point, I, I think I need to bring up something from last podcast, and I kind of have to admit I was wrong last time. And because uh, right now we, we're not talking about actual Sombra because she is still elusive as ever to the point where this could just very well be the longest con april 1st day oh my god has ever done yes the the percentage points on that website will continue ticking up past 100 percent until april fools when it says april fools it was mercy all along <laughs> that's why she had the medical files of on like this Oh boy, I I we started covering the ARG when it was first kind of a thing, and we dropped off. We mentioned it every now and then, and now I want to come back to it mostly to say that I'm done. Uh, there has been too much work done, not by me even. <laughs> I, I'm tired of it. I haven't even done any of the work, and I'm glad because like obviously the people who are trying to figure out this ARG love this kind of stuff are super involved and, and there's a, a whole community that's sprung around it i feel like some of them are going absolutely nuts in a bad way because there have been there's been nothing new we're just waiting on this percentage points to tick up to what number we don't know there's been some some theories that i might just tick up to 23 because sombra would be the 23rd character maybe it'll go all the way to 100 like it could it'll take a while in either case 
and there's no more to do. And on top of that, I feel like for the amount of work that people have put into it, we haven't gotten any more information on Sombra. We've gotten some incredibly vague hints. Some pretty cool stuff, like with the, the website kind of malfunctioning. Uh, and that whole Twitter stuff, and, and, and just some of the effort that's gone into it and solving that was, was, was fun, but we haven't gotten any new information about her. It would have been cool if, if one of these, you know, just uh, figuring out one of these puzzles had led to an ability or maybe, you know, a picture of her blurred. Well, or, well we, have, we have a skull logo. Yeah, so which, which she was She has a cool. skull, probably. Which was one of the more exciting things about the thing, because it, it was some sort of visual representation of the character, and that skull will most likely be represented on her character model. Like, Again, we'll see we're... if it's in her head or not. But... <laughs> uh, it's the first uh, skeleton. Uh, they're going to start... Uh, it's the first undead character in the game. They're going to start introducing the rest of the... Um, and and then the races. next one will be an orc? Because they already have a dwarf. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we could probably find someone who's already an elf. They just cut off their ears because racism. Yeah, I mean, they have... Um, they have mages with uh, May. Because she's clearly uh, Jaina in disguise. Who, who's also a dreadlord. <laughs> so they got demons, too. Great. Um, I completely forgot what we were talking Oh, yes, the ARG. I, yeah, I just wish they had released, again, an ability name, even, or what an ability does, a piece of story about her, or just a piece of story in general that might be vaguely related to her. Maybe they have. It's just that cryptic. Maybe if, one of her abilities is that website title. <laughs> True crime or, or crime logger or whatever it was. I can't even remember. That, that's one of her abilities. Yeah. She, she like logs. opens up a laptop and, laptop and like blogs a little bit. Yeah, it documents everyone's crimes in the game. And at the end, it, de it deducts points based on like, you know, how many people you've killed and, and how much property damage you've done. Uh, yeah, I just wish they had done, they'd revealed something. And to, an to answer your somewhat facetious uh, rebuttal. I'm using really big words for no reason. Um, to kind of argue what you were saying, um, the if it was that hidden, it's too hidden. Make it a little easier. <laughs> Give us a hint. Because it's been weeks, and, we, and if it's there, we haven't found it. Help us, please. I mean, um, people have looked in the sky, and I, I don't twice. think we've missed They've this. looked in the sky twice. <laughs> like, I mean... It was almost there before. I think when we're looking back on this after Sombra is out, my favorite thing that I'll have come out of this is the whole Skycoder um, incident. Yeah. I, f I feel like Skycoder is going to go down in Blizzard history. Uh, it's going to be something that they reference for years to come. Uh, at, at this point, I don't even want Sombra to be released. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost curious if, like, I th I'm... Almost a hundred percent sure that it's a, it's a, a character, a playable character in the game. Most people have, have have come to that assumption. I think it would be interesting if it wasn't, if it was potentially um, an, an AI. Uh, it's the leader of Talon. Turns yeah. out to be a bird. <laughs> it's 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 a uh, Ganymed. Uh, no, related to Ganymed, and Ganymed's trying to stop it, and that's where Bastion comes in. He is the like the one leading the charge against Talon. Yes, yeah, because Ganymed and his brother, their brothers now, uh, are both expert hackers. Um, 
And now Ganymed has, or rather, Ganymed's brother has tried to take over a vast AI and, and a criminal organization. And Ganymed has managed to take over Bastion. Through his late hacking skills. Yeah. One of the brothers is obviously more skilled than the other. It all makes sense. All of it. It all um, fits together. Sky code. Birds fly, fly in the sky. It's, it's all coming together, man. What you saw in the sky was a bird. That's what it was. And, and you know how it made a song? Birds tweet. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. But so. how does May fit in? May? How does she fit in as all of this? Well, how she fits in, my dear friend, is that um, Sombra works with computers. Mm -hmm. um, and on my computer are notes about May. Ergo, oh. May is a bird. So in this week's episode, we'll be covering May. Um, that was the worst transition. Well, don't just throw them at me. <laughs> how, how else am I supposed to do it? <laughs> what do you think I am? Someone who, who can, can think on their feet and, and, and lead a show? No. Uh, May is... Uh, our third defensive character, again, someone who can really lock down an area, has lots of crowd control. She's a very interesting character, uh, a crowd favorite just because she's so damn cute. Um, and we're going to be covering her today. Now, I would t touch on the story, but I, I know I'm inadequate to the task, so I will let Taylor take us through the story of May. Okay, so... She went to the North Pole because it's very interesting up there. Um, a lot of ice, a lot of melting. And then they realized that they were going to die, and so she froze herself in her ice block ability. And then, like, the timer went off, and she was like, okay, now I have to save the world. And she got up, and, and she's going to go save the world. But she's in the North Pole, and so she has to walk everywhere, so it's going to be a while. Uh, Blizzard has not confirmed whether or not there's any relation to Santa, but uh, we'll see how where they take the character. Yes. Um, so the actual story of May is that she was part of Overwatch's um, kind of environmentalists division. They were, uh, as as some of you may know, Overwatch kind of expanded into researching medicine and the environment and all this kind of stuff. And really just would... two sections. The environment <laughs> and black ops killing people. That, that's the only <laughs> branching out they did. Um, and so so May was, was one of those that were sent to Antarctica to kind of help with global warming. Um, and Apparently by the year 3000 we haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, it's not 3000. Oh, I got you. Um, inside jokes, yes. Wait, is that an inside joke? It's not the year 3000 in Overwatch. What year What year is it? What year is it? Um, I don't know. You could probably look that up while I go through the story. Uh, so yeah, uh, May was sent on an expedition to the north, uh, to Antarctica, rather. Uh, suddenly, uh, a polar storm kind of um, ruined the installation, uh, leaving them kind of stranded. So they say, put themselves into cryostasis, her and her... Uh, research mates uh, to try and survive uh, she woke up years later found that she was the only survivor everyone else's cryogenic uh, chambers had failed oh 
Yeah, it's not that. And she, she's also a person out of her time. Like, I don't know how much time has passed, but I feel like it's been at least a decade or more. Uh, since the first Omnicrisis, or? Um, I'm not sure. It's been th- 30 years since the first Omnicrisis. Oh, so May could be seriously out of her time. Which is an aspect that people, I think people often forget. Like, that's something I oft- I'll always forget. Um, and I would like them to explore her character. Well, mm-hmm. um... The Omnicrisis when Overwatch founded, and so it would probably be after the Overwatch thing where they were like, okay, let's worry about the environment. Yeah, I I feel like this might be at some point before the dismemberment of Overwatch. Um, But that still could be a period of, I think, like, what, five to ten years? Three to ten, somewhere there? Uh, It's two decades of peace and science and not dying. Um, I feel like her not being rescued indicates that Overwatch had collapsed by that point. So it's probably oh. somewhere close to the collapse of Overwatch. Uh, so she un- uh, she was unfrozen and she decided to use her skills to kind of help people and the environment specifically. Um, at some point she was contacted by Winston uh, and, and she, there she might have rejoined Overwatch uh, at some point. That's kind of where we know where we've left off with, with May. But, getting on to the more important gameplay aspects of her, um, what do you think of her kit? Uh, one thing, what characters that I really enjoy playing, and so there, there's one aspect I really enjoy of a character when playing it, and it's can how annoying can i be and the more annoying i can be the more i like the character <laughs> i mean I, I know this about you already but it's still <laughs> it, it, it be saying it out loud it started to connect pieces in your head and you're like oh shit it all makes sense no 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 i this all makes sense it's just hearing it out loud it's just like oh yeah <laughs> the pieces are fitting together the memories are flooding back. That time you said, God, I'm so goddamn annoying. That like time Sasuke. where I said, I don't like Hanzo, so you proceeded to play nothing but Hanzo for the next two weeks. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> uh, but her kit is really goddamn annoying. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, um, basically her her basic attack not only does damage, but it um, slows you down and then eventually freezes you in place. Uh, her right click fires a, a long-range icicle so that once you're frozen in place, she can get a clean headshot off on you. And just being, just standing there, frozen, but still able to see as May lines up her, project, her gun for a headshot and then pulls the trigger and you die is infinitely more frustrating than dying immediately to someone like a Genji. Still annoying, that die- dying immediately, but not quite as annoying as having to watch that may slowly kill you. Well, it's in every single game. Crowd control is so annoying. And she is, like, one of the only characters who her main focus of her kit is pure crowd control. Her basic attack is crowd control, yeah. And then, and then the wall can help with that or hinder that. Yeah, and good you are. again, that's not her base attack isn't her most annoying trait, and it's also not her only um, 
movement and parrying trait. Uh, she can set up the ice wall, which is super cool. Um, it has so many uses. You can put it up in front of a McCree who's alting, which totally didn't happen to me as when I was playing McCree. Um, you can put it up in front of many alts. Uh, even a Genji, you can kind of block him for a couple of valuable seconds. Uh, a tracer runs at you, and then you're like, you're not getting away. There's can, no escape route here. You can slow down your, your enemy. You can force them to take a different path. You can, uh, again, block you off that main You can use arc. it as an elevator for yourself. Yourself or your, or your allies, letting them get up to areas that they couldn't normally. Um, it's a very, very cool skill. However, again, super annoying to your enemy and to your teammates if, you're, uh, if the May on your team decides to put up a wall right at the uh, gate uh, when you spawn. Which happened a lot more when the game first came out. I don't see that very often anymore. I feel people got bored of it. Now, the last ability that she has, <coughs> excuse me, non-heroic ability, is the Cryo Freeze. And this also lets her be annoying uh, by basically saying, Oh, you almost killed me? Now I'm a block of ice and I'm also regaining health. For those of you that don't know, not only is she invulnerable during Cryo Freeze, she gains health. I believe it's... If you go the full duration, it's 150 health, and she has 250, so it's more than half health uh, regen. She's um, so good, I love it. <laughs> she is, she's a really good character. She's fun to play, and I feel like now that I'm more experienced with the game, I don't find her as annoying as I did when the game first started. I know how to counter her, I understand what she's all about, and I understand her weaknesses, so when I come up against her, I know what to do and what not to do. Which helps with the frustration. It's it's more like, oh, this character is so annoying. It's more like, I shouldn't have done that. That's my fault. Um, because she is very, very close range. Like, if you're not close to her, she probably can't freeze you. She can still put up the wall, but that's on a fairly lengthy cooldown. And her her icicles shoot, or, or her icicles hurt. They do a fair amount of damage. Uh, but it's not massive. And uh, it's hard for her to aim those. So unless you're up against a very, very skilled player, she's not much of a threat at long range. Uh, the hitbox on her icicle is also really good. It is. That is true. I believe there has been some talk of them decreasing the size of hitboxes in general. Um, I don't know if that actually went through. Uh, and Actually, I think that might have just been for Hanzo. Yes. They, they, so I, I believe May's icicle will be one of the bigger hitboxes in the game. But I, To be fair, it's a big projectile. Yeah, it's a big piece of ice. And also, it's it doesn't do that much damage. I, it, looking here, it, it does 75 at the max. It has a pretty steep drop-off, so I'm cool with it. And I'm cool with, with her. I, I, again, I don't find her too annoying. Um, but the problem with a character like her is that because her, again, like we, we were saying, all of her abilities are inherently frustration-inducing in the people she's playing against, um, it makes it very difficult to buff her. I think we've mentioned this before on the show. Um, because people will have a overinflated reaction to her if she gets stronger. Yeah. Uh, there, there were characters in League of Legends that I always go back to because I, I have a lot of experience, where <laughs> their kit was fundamentally broken. Like, it just didn't work. And so Riot essentially kept them in a state of where they were just really bad. Because if they did anything to make them better, it would ruin the game. 
And I don't feel maze at that stage, but the, it's definitely a, something very delicate. Yeah, to similar to McCree. McCree can be a very overpowered character in this game if they tune him too much in another direction, which is why we've seen so many um, patches detailing changes to his character, where he was either too weak or too strong. Unsurprisingly, one of the only other characters with crowd control. Yes. Uh, well, with such a major direct crowd control. Hard crowd control. Hard. Yeah. Hard, 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 hard. Anyways, uh, her ultimate ability is Blizzard, as I'm sure many of you have seen. She throws out her little robot, which we have, we know from a spray tag is named Snowball. An adorable name. It should have been, um, uh, R2. <laughs> what? Snow Choker. That would have been funny. Um, people have suggested uh, R2 Freeze You, which is hilarious. Um, I had one earlier, and I cannot remember what it was. Uh, R2 Meitu, I think. In either case, there's better names, Blizzard. But Snowball is adorable. Well, I think that just speaks to May's character in that she has no creativity. <laughs> she is a scientist. She's just like, what... I can make ice things. I guess I'll just make a pillar. She, she doesn't make, like, an ice dragon. <laughs> she blocks the, the path with an ice dragon. Yeah, no, she's just very uncreative. She's just, eh, there's a pillow there now. Uh, her Blizzard ultimate basically throws out uh, an area of effect uh, that will freeze any enemies that are caught in the, in the path, letting her and her teammates take them out pretty much at their leisure. Um, it's very good area denial. Um, if people are attacking a point, throw this down, and if they stand in it, they will die. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, and if not, it'll at least slow them down and, and make sure your your team can, can kind of come in and clean up. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much May's abilities. Are there any strategies you employ when you're playing with May? Besides being as annoying as possible? Um, Wall, despite what you said, actually has a really short cooldown. Abuse the fuck out of that. I'm just like, eh, Walls! Yeah, was speaking speaking to as some characters have like cooldowns that are like you know, three seconds, five seconds, seven seconds, ten seconds is fairly long. For the amount of impact it has on the battlefield, creating a physical barrier that is very hard to destroy until the time limit uh, runs out, it is very strong. And uh, yeah, it's not on a long enough cooldown. <laughs> well, it, it, I think it's perfectly fine where it is, but it is very strong. Use it as much as possible. And I'm really bad in which I kind of forget I have Ice Block. And so I use Wall a lot for what I should be using Ice Block. <laughs> um, and I, well, I want to get to Ice Block in a minute, but one thing I wanted to mention as a PSA is that normally if you if you press, I believe it's the ability is on E, correct? Ice Wall? If you press that button again, instead of the Wall... Um, kind of being perpendicular to, to you, it will switch the orientation 90 degrees and it'll be um, parallel with your vision, if that kind of makes sense. So you can kind of rotate the ice wall 90 degrees if you press E again. Or whatever uh, button it is that actually... Or what, yes, whatever weird setup you... If, if equal is your ice wall button, then press equal twice and it'll rotate the ice wall. I, that is very useful. You can get very creative with that um, if you're if you're good enough if you've practiced enough with me 
I'm always really bad with it, so what happens with me is I'll press the ability to wall, cancel it, press the ability to wall again because I realized I canceled it. <laughs> Uh, but you were mentioning her, her ice barrier, her, her personal, personal ice barrier. Yeah, I mostly use that to hold a point longer than I should be able to hold a point. That's what I want to mention. Yeah, you're completely invulnerable to damage. You can still be moved by some abilities, so you can be knocked off an edge, but that's pretty hard to do. Um, so yeah, use it to, to kind of get in there, be annoying, maybe people will target you. Uh, and then freeze yourself, let your teammates t take care of them now that they've kind of been distracted and, and um, damaged a little bit by you, maybe caught out of position. And then you'll unfreeze, your teammates are there, and you can take out the rest of them. You uh, hope. You Hopefully, if all goes according to plan, that's what will happen. Um, the other basic strategy is, again, freeze your, get in there, freeze your opponents close, and aim for a headshot. That's what you want to be doing once they're frozen. Um you can take out many, many characters very quickly. Uh, Not that quickly, but... You can... Well, the full damage uh, from your, your freezing beam uh, plus the headshot damage should be enough to take out most of the non-tank characters, and will still do a lot of damage to the tank characters. But uh, it won't I, kill them. I, I wouldn't describe that as a quick way of killing them. It's a combo. How about that? But you're right. It, is not, it isn't super slow. They have to be... They ha can't be able to get away from you, um, or stun you, or, or, or counter you in some way. Uh, speaking of which, uh, the, some really good counters to uh, May are McCree. Uh, May thrives in getting in close, and McCree thrives on uh, killing people who get too close to him. Uh, so flashbang from McCree can stop May pretty quickly. Uh, being in a group also really hurts May. Um, Without her ult, she can't really handle multiple people. That is true. She can't freeze multiple people. She kind of has to focus on one person to do that. Uh, so uh, sticking with uh, a buddy, using a buddy system, or just sticking as a group, May can't do much. Uh, she can kind of get in there and, again, kind of just try to distract you, but it won't be as effective as if you, she catches you out on her on your own. In a big team fight, she can go after, like, very important targets, so, like, it kind of works out. But she can't 1v5. <laughs> Unlike some characters. Uh, speaking of, Reaper. Um, Reaper has huge um, close-range damage, so that while she is freezing him, he will probably kill her before she has a chance to freeze him. And if, you know, he got into it uh, at low health... Or he missed a couple shots because he's a terrible aim and his name is Jacob. Uh, he can just wraith walk away from her. Um, characters like Pharaoh and Widowmaker are also very good because they are extreme range characters. And May is an extreme close range character for the most part. So Widowmaker can snipe her from where she May can't get to her. And Pharaoh can do the same but from the sky. So she's only really good against mid-range characters. Correct. Um... Junkrat is the last one because A, he can kind of attack from a distance uh, and B, he can uh, use his concussion mines or steel traps to either blow himself or her away from him or trap her in a place, get at a distance and lob grenades at her. Or C, he is the best character in the game and counters everyone. Reaper is awesome. Junk butt is best. But, and... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, our, that's our last word on Junkrat. Um... 
and pretty much for May. Um, is there anything else you want to mention about her? No. Yeah, uh, May's cool. Again, very interesting kid. Huh. The ice wall. Oh, I get it. <laughs> uh, May is a fun character to play. Her ice wall leads to a lot of interesting interactions on the battlefield. So uh, I so urge yeah, you to try yeah, she she again. She's super super annoying to the enemy, and you can kind of get into into their heads as may. You might be able to force an overreaction. They might pick multiple characters that are good against her, uh, and your team can capitalize that on that. I just really hope no one takes that out of context. Abuse her more. <laughs> yes, please don't uh, abuse any of the characters in Overwatch or in real life. Real life people aren't characters. I don't know. So, um, going back to, uh, to my due diligence and being a good boy for this, um, I went to Google, mm -hmm. and I typed, what year does, first result is, what year does Overwatch take place? <laughs> awesome. So either Google knows me, or a lot of people want to know the answer to this, and the general consensus is it's around 60 years in the future. 60 years. And do you know what that means? This was also pointed out in the things I've read. It's uh, 2076? Reinhardt's around our age. Damn! Is he 70? No. He, Reinhardt's a really old man. I guess that's true. I always just, I just imagine him as being like, you know, in his 50s or something. No, he's insanely old. Really? He has back problems, dude. I have back problems. <laughs> I'm laughing out of pain and to cover up the said pain. Um, uh, okay, well, we're Googling this. How old is Reinhardt? 61. 61. Eh, yeah, okay. A little older than I thought, but... But uh, with, with that, I think that pretty much wraps us up for today's episode. If you like what you heard here today, please consider subscribing or giving us a rating or review. Uh, you can do that on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you find this podcast. Uh, Five-star iTunes reviews really help the show out, so I encourage you guys to do that if you like the show. Uh, you can follow the show on OW Overtime on Twitter. And you, If you have any comments, questions, concerns, or anything of the like, uh, you can send them to OWOvertime at gmail.com. We'll probably answer them on the show if that is what you want. Um, lastly, we have a sister show called Press A to Podcast, where we review a different video game every episode. You can follow that show on Twitter and YouTube at Press A to Podcast. And you can also follow that on uh, twitch.tv at press underscore A underscore two underscore podcast. Um, now, again, that's all the time we have for the show. So for me and Taylor and for Brandon, who couldn't be with us again today, we will see you next week. the hell is Mercy 37? 37? Yeah. I mean, it's the future. Cosmetics have come a long way. And biotics are the number one ingredient in 2076 uh, cosmetics. So she has an infinite supply of it. How the fuck is she 37? She was <laughs> seven years old when the Overwatch started. <laughs>
They, they were just, they, they were, like, in, like, fighting a war, and then someone, like, put, a, like, a little girl ran up, put a bandage on it, and it was like, you're our healer now. <laughs> no one wanted to be healer until you showed up. And then suddenly they started winning the, the, uh, the war. Yeah, and everyone else is, like, a reasonable age, except Soldier 76, where it's like, his age is unknown, and it's like, bull boop. <laughs> Stop being a dick. We know who he is now. His identity's not a goddamn secret. No, no, no. It's still a mystery, okay? <laughs> His identity He's wasn't Sombra. a secret when they announced him. We knew who he was. 